All right, guys, we're live. Hey. Uh, what say what's up to everybody. What's up, everybody? Hey, what I'm up? excited. Hey, excited for this hey, episode. Hey, hey. This is P. Diddy speaking. This is Pete Diddy. Take that, take that. We'll be talking about this man on the screen right here. We will have a lot of questions answered, a lot of questions uh, that we uh, decided to come up with um, and uh, try to try to do a where are they now? Uh, what are they doing? Uh, what did Puff do to them or for them? Uh, and we're going to go over all of that today on the multiverse. So bear with us a moment and we can get it started. Okay, now those are the faces I really wanted to see, man. Welcome to the multiverse. And uh, oh, yo, you, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about your crush we'll <laughs> momentarily. But welcome everybody to another week of the multiverse. I am Bad Ty Bricks. I'm here with Tyrone Thornhill and the beautiful Holly Noon. Uh, and we this week are going to have a great discussion about Bad Boy Records. Uh, their artist. Where are they now? Uh, what uh, did Puff do to most of them? <laughs> and uh, what do we foresee in the future for Bad Boy Records? Um, but before we get into that, I want to first uh, ask my co-host how their weekend was. Uh, Holly, let's start with you. How was your weekend? Okay. Uh, my weekend was good. It was chill. I took a little small trip to Orlando. So that was nice, you know, trying to be out in the pandemic. Okay. And move safely. So, yeah, that was nice. My little day trip. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about you, Tyrone? It was good. It was uh, more relaxing than normal. So I, I enjoyed that. I got to just kind of chill out a little bit and enjoy myself, play some video games. You know how I like to do that. So, uh, yeah, it was nice. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good week uh, weekend because I'm over here, I think, sick, um, possibly with uh, COVID. Hopefully not. But you never know. I mean, a, a nah. small... A small cold could be COVID. <laughs> this is COVID, you know what I mean? So uh, hopefully I don't have it, uh, but I will be going to get vaccinated tomorrow uh, for all of my uh, followers and all of our audience members who have been telling me, go get that shot, go get that shot. Well, guess what? I'm going to go get the shot. And uh, yeah, hopefully that works out. Um, and we'll see how that, see how I feel after that, man. But um it is good to be back another week uh, and to be here with you guys and uh, touch on these subjects, man. Um, Holly, you brought this up, uh, this music uh, discussion. Uh, we all love music, yes. uh, but there was a discussion we had about uh, Bad Boy and kind, yep. of, kind of the, you know, some of the, the, the dealings that um, uh, Puff has had with some of his artists over the years. Um, P. Diddy, mm. um, self made, would you say self made, self made millionaire? Yeah, I would no? say for the most, I would say for the most part, for the most part, you know, every, every, you know, everybody has help here and there. So, you know, yeah, yeah, Biggie helped a lot, right? <laughs> a, a lot, lot. Of his artists, a lot of his artists did, but. <laughs> 
whole lot. Mm-hmm. The roster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely step on it. people and get up there and whoever you know whoever um i think what we're going to start with this discussion is always at i think we should start at the beginning um okay. and if we're starting at the beginning we can't start at the beginning of bad boy records without discussing this man um mr mm. greg mack uh, flavor in your ear. That's <laughs> your ear. That was that was Craig Mack for all those youngins yeah. out there who might not know who this this gentleman is. But Craig Mack was the first official artist uh, at Bad Boy Records. He wasn't the first artist to actually drop. Um, that was that was uh, big, but he was the first artist that um, Puff signed. And uh, he was supposed to be the first artist that dropped. Unfortunately, he had to contend with uh, the Notorious Big. And, well, we know how that ended. Um, But there's a couple of things that um, I'd like to to talk about when it comes to Craig Mack. Um, Craig Mack is uh, a Bronx rapper. He was born in the Bronx, raised in Long Island. Um, He first signed with Bad Boy in 1994. Uh, and had uh, the hit that I was just singing, Flavor in Your Ear. Um, Tyrone, I know you're a big music head, and uh, I know <laughs> Flavor in the Ear drop, you were probably, you know, in your cross colors, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, with your with your uh, boom box, uh, you know, jamming, <laughs> jamming to some uh, Craig Mack. Uh, do you remember when this, when, when Flavor in Your Ear dropped? Honestly, that I was, I was probably a little bit like I heard it and was like, I like this, but I was a little bit too young for it to be like impactful. Like I was still yeah. getting more impacted by like Power Rangers at that time. So like at, at when Craig Mack really hit the scene and had flavor and you're like, I was like, I like this song, but I wasn't over there like learning the lyrics and stuff. You know what I mean? So, you know, it was, he was just before I started really diving in, but later on I really gained an appreciation for him because you know, obviously, uh, lyrically, he was he was great. And then but he just had like one of those iconic voices and, you know, one of those voices that just, you know, it when you hear it, you're like, yeah, that's Craig Mack. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. He definitely has a unique voice and a mm. unique lyricist style. And, you know, um, wasn't this like the first number one hit for Bad Boy? It was. It was. It yeah. Was. Flavor in your ear, yeah. Yeah, flavor in your ear was the number number one hit. It did go platinum, um, you know. So as a start, you know that was yeah. definitely um, you know a, a really big start. But you know, like again, that his flavor in the ear in the ear um, uh, track, it didn't blow blow until they did the remix. The yeah. remix, yeah. yeah. The remix is when it really blew. When they added Busta and they put Big because this was our first introduction to the yep. notorious big we had not we didn't know who he was all we knew was here's this guy coming on here you know yep. <laughs> like he's you know what i mean like i got a different sound and you know <laughs> why he sounds so far away yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was like it was like really a game changer for not only bad boy but for the east coast because right. you know leading up to this at this time in 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 the 90s the west coast was really driving rap like they they had a they had a, a stranglehold on it 
the East Coast was like, you know, just, you know, skipping along, you know, but the but really all of the yeah. hits and all of the big stars for rap were coming out of out of the West Coast. So when right. and when this flavor in your ear hit, you know, it made the East Coast relevant again. You know, it was this this surge of, you know, of of younger the younger you know, now suburban kids getting into involved and more involved into the rap because I think at that time West Coast rap was more gangster rap. So you know, yeah. you had you had more gangster, you know, you know, F the police by NWA and all of that. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. So it was more, it wasn't necessarily something that you would hear, you know, little kids playing because you know, parental parental advisory just had taken effect, really, because I think um uh this was a I want to say this was around the time that Luke uh, had you know had yeah. started dropping and was doing all of that, that <laughs> you know that he was doing. Uh, so I think it, you know there was some senators and everything that came out and, and was like, oh, we need to stop rap. You know, it's it's going to turn our kids. Yeah, off. right. Yeah. So this yeah. this you know flavor in your ear was a different. You know, it was it was a different message. You know what I'm saying? It was like, hey, enjoy yourself. Like, yeah, this is a brand new flavor. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, so, and so everybody kind of gravitated to it. Um, but Craig Mack um, himself, even though he did have this popular song, um, did still have to contend with the likes of a Notorious Big. So when his album dropped, which it actually dropped, I want to say seven days after Notorious Big's album. Uh, not his Whoops. album, but his single. His single. Yeah. And his why, single. why did Puff do that to him? Um. Because we're going to, as we go along, we're going <laughs> to find out that Puff does a lot of things to people and we probably will never find out why he does the things that he does. Um, but I, I will tell you this, Puffy uh, did milk that cow uh, for as much as he could with Craig. Um, I remember there was a Yo! MTV Raps interview uh, that had Biggie and Craig in, you know, in the, in the, in the Yo! MTV Raps uh, basement. And um, basically... In the interview, Puff said, yeah, we're working on, um, you know, Craig's ne next album. It'll be coming yeah. next year. And if if you ever saw that actual interview, yeah, Craig looks like he don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, he, he made like that, huh? Yeah. Like, like, huh? Man? He had that look like, I didn't know he was working on no <laughs> album, and let yeah. alone that it was coming out next year. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, <laughs> lo and behold, it didn't come out. I mean, you know, Puff did say it was going to come out that following Jan January. There was no album that came out that following January. Um, but he did, in fact, release another album. Uh, but that that album was released three years later in 1997. Um, now, he did also appear on on some songs. Uh, I don't know if you remember I Need a Girl. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I Need a Girl. Yeah. He did appear on that um, on that track, and um, I think after that he was supposed to come out with another album in two thousand and seven, uh, but that never happened. Like it, like they they were saying that it was going to happen. It was, it was like he was going to make an album, and then all of a sudden we didn't hear from Craig Mack at all. Like we didn't even know what happened to him. Uh, yeah. Well, he reemerged in two thousand and twelve, um, and by this time he had moved um, from New York. He was no longer rapping. He had moved to Walterboro, South Carolina, where he joined a um, 
what people called a cult. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a um, a compound, uh, some ministries. Excuse me. But he basically joined this this uh, organization and turned his life over to God. Um, at that point, he did like he did do like some more music, but it was it was more mm. rap um, and everything. Okay. Like that. And then um, he unfortunately met his demise um, yeah. and died. Uh, I think uh, I think that was like uh, two thousand and Let's see what I got. 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah. 2018. So uh, we really never actually heard from him ever again after uh, the flavor in your ear and I need a girl and, um, you know, all of the, I guess, the promises that were made and never kept. Um, but he did speak to the fact that he felt like um, rap was evil and that mm. had been living an evil life and that rap had led him down, he led him astray and everything, which is something we've heard um, a couple of times, a few times um, by people in the industry and everything like that. Um, but after hearing everything that I've told you about that situation, because again, Puff um, never kind of like really tapped into this. Like when you, when that, when they, when, when they've asked him, about Craig, you know, he's never really like kind of, you know, spoke to whatever differences they may have had um, or whatever caused him to initially say that he was going to he was going to do another album and never did. Um, and then he, he met his demise. And it was it was, again, an unfortunate situation because Craig Mack was very talented. He was. Uh, it, just, it just so happened that he was on a lineup. And right. he wasn't the first pick on the lineup, and that 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 happens sometimes um, in the music industry when you have a hot when you have hot artists um, all on the same label, and you're trying to push all of their music out at the same time. Um, yeah, you know that that was kind of his. It was it was unfortunate because Big was so super talented that it just kind of overwhelmed whatever it was that he that Craig was doing at the time. And, and it, it, it did, it does look like, you know, Puff just kind of spent more time with big and just invested that time with big because he saw an opportunity to make more money with big. So, um, but that's, that's like the first, this is the first rapper to ever sign with bad boy. So I felt like it was appropriate to start with him and, and rest, rest in peace, Craig Mack, because, uh, you know, yeah. it, you, had a, you had a lot of talent and we wish you would have had the opportunities um, to to really focus and showcase that talent. Um, but it was it, it is unfortunate. But it leads us yeah. to the that that rapper that we keep talking about, which is the rapper that took it all from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And see here. I mean, this guy, we can look at this guy and he, he doesn't need any introductions. He doesn't. Right. You see that face and. I mean, Tyrone, when you see when you see that, when you see this guy on the screen, <laughs> like, as soon as you see him, what do you think? What is the first thing that comes to your, your head? I mean, it's greatness. And the second thing, though, is that shirt looks really comfortable, but also like just <laughs> like, that's, that looks like a nice shirt for real. Like I want to yeah. wear it and just like yeah. Yeah, that's a nice one. But no, but that, that there's there. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, there is a uh, yeah, there there are very few people uh, who belong in a conversation with that dude right there very few yeah uh how about you um holly what does big mean to you 
I mean, that's actually the first video I watched was hypnotized on MTV. Like when you see like your first rap video and being like, dang, this is a bomb video. Like the boat, like the boat chase and them in the, in the car chase and just like the, the girl dancers, man, like, no, I think he was just very much, um, yeah, an icon. And like, you know, when you think about crossing over from just like, you know, when you think of artists who are just maybe solely on BET, but then they transcend to like MTV and then other platforms that have, you know, a diverse audience. I mean, that's definitely what I think about. Like everybody recognizes Vicky. I like that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, I, I like that his style kind of um, came from, you know, the earliest days of hip hop. Like, cause he, you could, in, in, his, in his style, you could hear influences of like Slick Rick and you could hear influences of like Grandmaster Flash, like guys like that. Uh, who were kind of like telling stories, you know what I mean? And like giving you experiences instead of just like making statements that rhyme, you know what I mean? Like Biggie was telling stories and he was like flowing through just life and just giving you like these really, these really great images, you know what I mean? That you can make. So it, that was, that was his thing. It was just, he was able to create these, these scenarios and these images that were so vivid and he was so good. He was lyrically, he was just amazing. That you felt like you were like experiencing it. Mm-hmm yourself yeah that was that was the one thing that really um separated biggie from a lot of the other rappers at the time you're right uh was that storytelling um ability that he that he took from you know uh guys like slick rick guys mm -hmm. like you know um rock him guys like mm -hmm. you know like all of the all of the originators that kind of you know spoke you know gave us those stories and and, and put us in those in those mindsets um when I when I think of Notorious, when I see Notorious, and when I every time I see him, I think of the greatest. Like I, I like for me, he is the epitome of what rap is supposed to be. Um, it is supposed to be a story of the life that you live, um, whether it be good, bad, or ugly. Um, but let me let me take a walk in your shoes and see you know, what What made you who you are. And I think Notorious did the best job out of anybody. Um, you know, Jay-Z kind of piggybacked off of, off of what uh, Big did um, as well with the storytelling and everything like that. And, 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 and he also, Big established again, um, this level of creativity that was lacking at that time, because everybody was talking about the same thing at the time, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the West Coast rappers were talking about banging and mm -hmm. you know, shooting and, you know, like, and, and the East Coast rappers were at that time, like it was, it was more like dance, like let's, like, let's, let's, like on the East Coast, it was more dance stuff. Like, hey, let's, yeah, like, let's have a good time. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't Living the good life. Yeah. <laughs> or you had under underground rappers um, that were, that were really doing what battle rappers are doing now which is really tapping into that lyric lyricism but it was just that underground rap wasn't as marketable then right. you know what i mean because it was so it was like it was so close knit like it was a community that you know like you you didn't just you didn't just you weren't it was you weren't just accepted you don't just come and just like oh yeah i'm just going no 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 we need to check credentials everything like that to join some of these underground events and come and come to see some of these underground uh, rappers and and you know Big was was the one that kind of emerged um, from that that battle rap circuit because he was doing battle he was battling kids and everything like that 
before he actually, um, you know, started making making these 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 really really good songs that we remember. Um, but Biggie, uh, his real name is Christopher Wallace. Um, in 1994, he came out with that uh, single "Ready to Die" um, uh, from the album. Well, well, he came out with the album "Ready to Die" in 1994, um, and I think the single was "Juicy." Juicy, yeah, Ju- yeah, juicy, juicy drop. Um, and that was the single that I was referring to that came out prior to Craig Mack, uh, seven days before his album dropped, which is, that's just like, oh my God, like, you know, like, I, yeah. I imagine. Poor planning. I, you know, <laughs> you know I, I've been here first, you know, like, I waited, I, I paid my dues and then you just come and roll this guy out before me. And then he's, then he's super hot. And now I have to come yeah. up in that. Yeah. I can imagine. Not only that, but this is like one of the times that, that Puff kind of showed how, uh, you know, how savvy he was because he he like switched up the uh the style at that point like nobody was rapping over r&b beats like that you know what i mean like nobody was like that was just a straight up r&b beat not not a lot was changed you know what i mean and yeah just like rap over this and you know that was uh that's not something that was happening a lot and then you know he drops that like right before craig max album he's like oh by the way the whole genre is about to change but good luck like that's messed (laughs) up (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, he did do that. Um, now, Holly, um, what is like? What is one of the the most like? What is one of the things that you remember the most about Big? Like, I mean, like what? Because there was a lot of things that he did that was like. I mean, he he's. I think Big was like one of the trendsetters when it came to designer clothes. Yeah, like, Coogee. Listen, Coogee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's rocks real with rocks. <laughs> the Coogee sweaters. Listen, um, it's really funny because. Um, I used to work at an urban wear store and sell Kooji and I'm like, it's just like change from like what it used to be. And so it was just interesting. Like, you know, he put it on the map and <laughs> it's, I kind of feel like it's, a, I don't know. It's not the same. I'll be honest. I don't feel like it, it has the same. Nah, nah, it doesn't. Yeah. Like it's like, it's like, okay. like I, I've seen some ugly Kooji stuff. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Really, really yeah. ugly, and I'm just like rocking that just because it's Fuji, but that's ugly. Um, but but I mean, even even further, yeah. I think he even went further than just Fuji because at the time nobody was really talking about Versace and nobody was really talking yeah. about Gucci, but he made it relevant. Like he made it like like, and he made it more accessible for the urban community. You know what I'm saying? To like yeah. really look into that because prior to that, I don't think. You know, us as a community, as our culture, we were thinking we weren't thinking about Louis Vuitton or like designer clothing, or, not at all. No, run Run DMC talked about their Adidas once, but like yeah, that was about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Adidas, right? <laughs> yeah. The craze that that created when they when they talked about those Adidas, like everyone yeah. went out yep. and got them an Adidas jumpsuit, those uh, shell tops, yeah, yeah, got you some shell top Adidas, <laughs> your little Kango, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was the mode like that was the mood that they 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 kind of represented and that was the same thing with big big made versace huge like versace yeah. like blew up like tenfold just just by big alone i mean I, I remember the first time i saw him in an interview versace from head to toe like i was like he's got this lion and like what is the lion like i don't even know what <laughs> But big, let us know like that, and 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 since then, now we have all these rappers that are talking about designer this, designer that. Well, guess what? Big is the trendsetter. Big is the one who started that, 
Uh, I don't think there's anybody else out there that can say for, you know, with with any, uh, you know, certainty that he was not or or that they know somebody that was um, that that kind of started this whole, you know, genre of 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 music and designer clothes and designers being kind of, you know, melded together in, in essence. Um, I think Dapper Dan. Uh, yeah. So Dapper, which, Dan. Dapper Dan, which, you know, some of the rappers talked about you know, at, you know, back in the day being the, being the, the kind of pioneer of, of, of bringing designer to the urban community and, and making it fly for us to, to be able to, to kind of dress, dress like that and, and, and take those prints and add it to, to, to the already urban wear that we were all in the urban fashion that we were already rocking. Uh, so, so big was, was very, um, you know, um, intricate in, in that and, uh and and starting that uh but let me see let me see some of his things 1995 uh christopher wallace rapper of the year so this is a year in the game and he's already rapper of the year uh 96 uh he what he did was he established junior mafia so not yeah. only has he now established himself but he's bringing up his his people too which is always a good thing um he then uh did life after death which um, did something that no other artist had done prior to. Um, Big received a diamond um, rating uh, for his album, um, Sales, uh, which, is, which is very, very hard to do. Um, there's not a lot of rappers that have, have, uh, have done this and have been able to achieve this. Uh, if, if, if I'm correct, I believe the only rappers that have, have ever achieved diamond is Jay Z, and Big. I don't even think Lil Wayne uh, uh, did diamond, but I may be wrong. You did it, you know? Do you know if, if, if Lil Wayne achieved diamond? I don't know. Oh well, I know for a fact that Jay Z did. Jay Z and Big definitely achieved diamond status. Uh, um, Lauren Hill, but she's. If we're talking oh, about my, yeah, how'd I forget my baby? Yeah, Lauren Hill, <laughs> Miss Lauren. Oh, so, we apologize. So, one of the best albums I've ever heard. The Miseducation yes. is yeah. possibly could go down as the best album, like song for song. Every song, yes, on that album, every last song. You want to uh, talk about talent? That uh, that is uh, uh, the one of the most talented human beings uh, to ever walk this earth. Uh, I got a chance to see her live. I know we're not talking about Lauren Hill tonight, but I just got to appreciate it. I saw I got a chance to see her live. Uh, she came to Jacksonville with Nas. Actually, that was a, an amazing concert. But uh, it was man. she was amazing. She was just amazing. Oh man, I, I'm jealous of that. I, I never actually got to see her live, um, and she's from Jersey, uh, which is surprising that I never got to see her live. But um, I never got to see a live, but man, yo, but you're right. Um, I used to have mixtapes coming up because that's that was that was literally what you did um, in the city. It was collect mixtapes. Everybody, um, if you wanted if you wanted East Coast music, you had to get you had to get you some mixtapes um, to to hear those underground uh, rappers. Uh, but um, I remember mm -hmm. having a mixtape uh, in particular where her and um, Wyclef were. Uh, doing a, a, a show. Uh, Proz was there, but, you know, he's not worth mentioning. Uh, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, as far as rap goes, now, Proz, right, right. Proz is, is a superb uh, producer and, like, I mean, one of the most talented engineers and producers 
um, that that we've ever seen. But rapping, ugh. Uh, <laughs> but I, I did have this mixtape where her and um, Wyclef had a battle on stage. And oh. um, yes, they had a battle. And Wyclef rapped in like six different languages. This is what I'm talking about. This dude rapped well, in yeah. French. He rapped in like, like I mean, he rapped in like Japanese. The dude is. You want to? Is that kind of cheating though? Because um, like we don't know what the hell he's saying. He could have been saying a <laughs> bunch of garbage, and we would not have known the difference. Probably right. Probably right. <laughs> that is cheating. Cool. Oh, it's cool that tempted it. Yeah, cool yeah. to be multilingual. That's awesome. But also, like, I'm on to you, Wyclef. Give me. I don't. I don't know about you. Um, we also have ABC rappers nowadays. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't what is the standard? Yeah. I don't even know if we have ABC rappers. I feel like the rappers these days are not even saying words. So just clicks and sounds. Yeah, That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like whatever the case may be. So I, you know, I listen. We, that's a whole other discussion. Yes, uh, a whole other. But uh, yeah, so he did achieve diamond certification. Uh, we now know that Lauren Hill. There's a few others, by the way, there's a few others. I found the list on XXL Mag. Oh. Real quick. Okay. Who else? Who else? Because I'd love to hear this. Two, okay, so Tupac. Oh, of course. Okay. Of course, I don't. Yeah, know. we can. We can. Uh, then we have the weekend. His the Hills album. The weekend, of Ooh, course, congrats. Yeah, the hill that yeah, certified 10 million. Cook. So, yeah, of course, life after death. You mentioned that outcast speaker box, the love below. Okay, uh, that makes okay. sense. Okay, yeah, okay. that was a good out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelly, country grammar. Now, that's Ooh. surprising. That's surprising. <laughs> I used to rock Nelly, but like in hindsight, boo. <laughs> yeah, um, MC Hammer. Please hammer, don't hurt him. That makes sense too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, ludicrous. Oh, they're counting him on being on Justin Bieber's baby song. So, Boo. oh, well, it's more, it's yes. more than I thought. But I mean, but but for a long Eminem time, too. For a long yeah. time, yeah, there was only, there was only one, <laughs> two. Yeah, these are definitely later, like Drake. All of these that were mentioning. Yeah, it was a while. I'm outside of Tupac and Lauren, because even Lauren Hill didn't go diamond until February. I think when I looked the article was this year, so it's recent. It's not like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's 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 amazing. That's amazing that Biggie was able to come, and this is this is literally he's doing this um, like four years after being in the game. Like mm-hmm. he's, I mean, like he was fairly new still. Like you know, what I mean, as an yeah. artist, and to come in, into the game and be able to to just take over and and maximize uh, the numbers like he was. I mean. They say that big when big dropped when big actually dropped ready to die, the the East Coast was just in disarray. Like there was nobody like really really we had to put up to hang our cape on and say oh this is our yeah. The 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 West Coast owned it. There was no argument. There was nobody to say no no I think no nope. Everybody agreed it was the West Coast. But when big came. He changed the landscape from like yeah. not just not just for then, but moving forward from that from that from the time that Big dropped, the East Coast has never been. I think I'm, I don't I, I would say they've not been stronger since. You know what I mean? Like like since since Big dropped, they've Got rolled you. that that momentum that Big had. From that point on, we got Jay Z, 
Uh, but like that was it for a very long time. Nas, we we all agree is a, is is one of the top top five best rappers alive. But album sales wise, he doesn't gotcha. rank, he doesn't rank yeah. at all with Big or or Jay Z. Uh, but right. Jay Z has kind of carried that 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 uh, torch uh, ever since Big died, and um, has has kind of kept the East Coast relevant uh, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and the West Coast is kind of eh, kind of fell off, and the, and the South has kind of picked up. Um, I would almost say that the South is probably in second or maybe even first um, as far as rap goes um, as of now. I don't really know that the West Coast is really pumping out music like that. Um, But I do know that the South with guys like Little Baby and Da Baby and, you know. Yeah. yeah. And Baby, Baby, Baby. I don't know. I just... just, (laughs) Lil or Baby? Like, it's in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, everybody's Lil... (laughs) A little or duh or something, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, you know that's that's a whole other discussion. But in 2020, <laughs> um, they, you know, Big's achievements were honored, and he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, which is an again humongous uh, for the culture, yeah. for rap, yeah. for music. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things that had never been done before, um, especially with a rapper coming into um the the rock and roll hall of fame so um, there might have been a few that made it yeah uh before like some some like early day guys like i think run dmc's in there and you know i think there's some others that are i think ella cool j's in there uh yeah, but he i'm surprised it took big that long to get no, in there no. frankly you're right about ll cool j and I, I i i and you're also right about run dmc but i think ll cool j just recently got put into the, the yeah he was pretty recent too yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think um, maybe if, if anything, and I'm not sure about this, but Run DMC, more if, if they did get put into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's more likely that they got put in before Big. But mm-hmm. if not, again, the achievement in itself um, to be, because mm-hmm. as much as I love Run DMC, Run DMC weren't what I would call street rappers. They were rappers, but they weren't street. Like, right. you know, like Big was rapping about street shit and, sell- gotcha. and selling all of this stuff. Like, so, like, you know, Run DMC was, you know, doing collabs and, you know, kind of doing funny, you know, like, because that was at that time that the rap was more like a funny comedic. Yeah, it was. And it's funny they said because, yeah. yeah, Run DMC were considered more like like the streets embraced run dmc more than they had embraced a lot of uh rap before that mainstream anyway that got mainstream success mm-hmm. and and you know i mean like that's because if you notice when like how the b-boy style changed and like everybody like the street style was run dmc like for a while gotcha. it was just yeah. run dmc uh so like there was that embracing but you're right because it came out of a time where rap was like more uh it was it was still kind of separating itself from disco really and and yeah. starting to kind of like build an identity into in you know into that more kind of grandmaster flash like was a was a stepping stone in that yeah and then uh and then you had guys like run dmc coming through so yeah so it was like they were street for the time and then biggie came through with like street shit um, yeah like some stuff where you're like you supposed to are you, are you, you sure you want to say that on here this is everybody's gonna hear this yes yeah, absolutely. Uh, and 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 to your point, um, Run DMC was part of the b boy craze. Mm-hmm. So that was more yeah. breaking. 
that was more break dancing. Again, you were you were right. If they were trying to get away from the disco and into the b-boy phase of every mm-hmm. break dancing. Um, and so th- when I when I refer to street, um, they were definitely not street. Um, right. they were definitely more in that lane of the of the of the b-boy craze because that was a that was a that was a, a actual craze. There was a b-boy craze where everybody wanted to break everybody wanted to like you know dance and like your your rap even your rap style was different like everybody your rap style was more like this and this you know that was your rap style when big came through it was storytelling it was talking about selling crack you're out here talking about you know murder and all of these different things but you're talking about it in a way that allows the the viewer to 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 put themselves in your shoes and actually walk around for a little bit feeling like they're street or feeling like you know so for that suburban young suburban kid who's never seen in any crack or never been around you know guns and drugs and all of this kind of stuff you hear big talking about it you're, you 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 rehearse his lyrics and now all of a sudden you you know you bopping you got you got your hoodie on you you know your your jeans are falling off a little bit here we are and here we are like like years later here we are based on those 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 things happening and occurring so um you know big for um bad boy wasn't you know just uh the greatest rapper but he was also um the 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 change of of guard the change of the guard mm-hmm. uh because when he stepped in it was like okay uh what you guys have been doing is nice, but uh, I'll take it from here. And and he did. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and 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 that's one of the the few people um, that if you ask anybody, um, you know, when it came to relationships with Puff, um, you know, they they described their relationship as being super close. Um, Puff described his relationship with Big as being super close, um, and being more than just a business arrangement, being more like a friendship. Um, and we don't know, uh, because, you know, unfortunately big also met his untimely demise. Um, and we don't know if there was ever going to be any type of fallout, uh, between, um, puff and big. Um, if there were any, you know, underlying issues with them, we, we, we don't know. And we won't ever know because no one's actually come out and speak, speak about it, spoke about it. So, um, you know, in this case, uh, we I guess it's safe to say that, you know, Puff didn't do big dirty, I guess, in this case. What do you think? Yeah, I can I think, agree with that. Yeah, I think not while he was alive. I, I think that you can ask the question, has he profited a little bit too much off of Big's death? Mm. You know, maybe I think there might be a, a it might be a fair question to ask because, you know, he 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 stretched that for a while. Like movies, you know what I mean? Like uh, albums, posthumous albums, you know, song features, you know what I mean? Like using verses from, you know, one song on another song, you know, like that kind of thing. You know, so it's like there's there's a question asked where like, uh, is that is it cool? You know, would uh, would it have been okay with Big? You know, would would he have been like, yeah, I'll be on that song. Yeah, you can use that verse. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's the so that's the only time where it gets. But it sounds like like you said, uh, unfortunately, because Biggie died so young. Uh, you know, 
well, not it's unfortunate that he died so young, but fortunately for him and for Puff, they, uh, you know, they got to maintain that friendship and it never got tested by that, you know, that enough money, I guess there wasn't enough money at the time to test that friendship. Yeah. He didn't get, he didn't get um, caught by the bad boy curse. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he unfortunately, he, he unfortunately and fortunately got out of here before that, uh, was able to be enacted on him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, rest in peace, big. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you'll definitely go down forever with me as being the greatest. Um, but it, you know, his death opened the door uh, for Bad Boy to fill up, fill up a, 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 a slot because Big at that time was their bread and butter. He was that he was he was the, you know the the driving force of Bad Boy at that time, um, and you know Puff was Puff was really searching. Puff was like scrambling, um, and and during the time he was scrambling, uh, this guy presented himself. Um, Mr. Mason Betha, uh, <laughs> murder Mace, um, Mason Betha. He signed with them, I believe in 96. Um, so this is two years after big sign. Um, and I think he was there from 96 to 99. Uh, now when big died, Puff immediately moved Mace into the lead uh, and featured artist artist role, uh, and in the midst of him being put into that position, uh, Mace had six top ten Billboard 100 singles and five U.S. rap number one singles. So it, I mean, for the most part, he filled in and filled in well. Um, you know, he had an uh, an album in '97, Harlem World uh, was the the title of the album. That was the number one album in the country at the time when he when he dropped it, um, and it went quadruple platinum. So it didn't go diamond, but it it, it got damn close. Platinum, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> quadruple platinum. So quadruple platinum, hey. Four times platinum. So uh, yeah. you know he was he definitely you know for for somebody coming in you know behind somebody like Big and the, and the level of success that Big Big had seen and and Bad Boy had seen under Big or with big, um, you know, Mace coming in was like a breath of fresh air. It's like, okay, you know, we're not going to fall completely off the, you know, cause that, you know, everybody was in disarray. Everybody was sad. You know, nobody knew what they were going to do. And then here comes Mace, you know, dropping horse and carriage and all of this other kind of stuff. And, you know, well, not horse and carriage, that's Cameron, but, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> dropping, what, what did he drop? Uh, Looking at looking at me. Um, looking yeah. at me. Uh, I mean, he was on uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems. I think that was what we like yeah. first really yep. got. His, yeah. You know, like there, yeah, there were a lot of little jams that that he popped out there. <laughs> well, you know that that um, when they signed Mace, they signed Mace for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That was his deal. He signed it for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Which, um, don't get me wrong, back then was a lot of money. You know, that's a lot of that's a lot of money. Like, um, you know. I mean, maybe not the millions, but it's a lot of money for him. Um, especially, especially for a new artist who prior right. to that was just doing mixtapes um mm -hmm. and playing basketball. Uh right. so you know, for him to step into a situation like this um and you know be as successful as he was so soon, uh had to be refreshing for Puff. Um, but you know, after he dropped Harlem World and you know, it went quadruple platinum and they saw the success. 
He then dropped another album called Double Up, which went double platinum. So, you know, not as successful as Harlem World, but still very much successful. Um, you know, if platinum is a measure of success, double double platinum is, you know, seems like you you have some pretty good job security. Um what I did notice is that after he dropped the double up album, um, he left for a while. Um uh, and decided that rap wasn't something that he wanted to do. Instead, he wanted to uh, serve the Lord. He wanted to be a pastor. Uh, so um, after the Double Up album, he decided to leave um, and go and pursue uh, being a pastor of a church in, in, in Atlanta. He also decided to enroll himself in school. So at the time, he was enrolled in Clark, Atlanta. Uh and, and and basically for you know the next uh, five four or five years, uh, we we saw no more Mace uh, until yeah. we did, and then he came back and did an album called Welcome Back. Now Welcome Back, kind of, it wasn't as successful as either the Harlem World or the Double Up album, simply because it was a totally different type of album. He wasn't yeah. thing. Um, you know, he was still rapping, uh, but this was more of a positive message. And, you know, he, he was kind of trying to, you know, um, I guess, make up for what he felt like was a lot of mistakes when he, you know, did the Harlem World album and the Double Up album. Um, so yeah. you know, he did the Welcome Back album and went gold. Um, he did a couple of collabs. He did uh, the Only You collab with 112. He did can't nobody hold me down with P Diddy. Uh, been around the world, um, and then the Mo Money Mo Problems, which actually went number one on the Billboard. So, and don't forget yeah. about the Rugrats theme song uh, called "Take Me There." Uh, oh yeah, that's with right. one twelve. <laughs> yeah, my, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Because uh, I'm sorry, but May singing uh, "Chucky is scared" and Tommy is sad, feeling <laughs> little missing their mommy and dad is one of the funniest moments in rap to me. I I can't get over it. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Mr. Pastor, Pastor Mace, Mace, Pastor Mace. Uh, but you know, listen, so someone said, when I watched all these documentaries about bad boy, like where they gone wrong, they literally said a lot of bad boy, bad boy artists either end up dead or turning to religion or they just yeah. disappear. Yeah. I mean, we've, so already, we've already established three of them. And three that we out of the three that we've already uh, just been talking about, two of them are dead, and one of them uh, became a pastor. And then um, Craig went to join a religious cult too, so it's not like he turned to religion. And it's all this theme, like through the interviews when you hear him talk about what happened with Bad Boy. Yeah, like like Lisa's kind of saying here, like they they're dealing with Diddy, they need Jesus. But that's what a, that's a, seems to be a recurring theme. Whatever's going down with Diddy at Bad Boy. Is causing the more locked up. Very true. Yeah. Uh, shine, <laughs> for example. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Craig, listen, listen. Yeah. I, you know, after doing my research, um, G. Dep, uh, Shine, um, Craig, they all, they all, you know, had dealings with the law. Um, yeah. Black Rob, Black Rob went to jail. Loon went to prison. Um, you know, and and me and Tyrone were talking about that. 
uh, before we uh, I like how Holly had the same exact reaction that I had. She just started yeah. busting out laughing. That's the same shit I did. I could not. <laughs> I heard Lou went to prison. I was like, what? Yeah, Lou. Lou? First of all, when Lou was out, Lou was rapping about love. Lou was yeah. Lou was, you know, he was rapping for the ladies. Like nobody. Yeah. Loon was like Diet Mace. He was out there trying to like that. He was supposed to be Mace's replacement when when Mace bounced, and then he just kind of ended up being like, "All right." By the way, uh, a little trick: if you ever uh, singing along to some Mace or some Loon, and you want to sound just like those guys, uh, you can move your lips, but don't unclench your teeth. That's that's the way you sound like those guys. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Good to know. You know like, Good why to you? Know. Yeah. Why are you over there looking at me like that kind I mean, of thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the streets or criminal activities um, or, you know, somebody who's, you know, dealing with some type of underlying issues. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, he, 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 he's, 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 he's made a, a, a fortune off those type of people. And um, mm -hmm. so that's kind of why we decided to have this discussion in the first place. Um, you know, Mace uh, was fortunate enough to, to have the sense and the wherewithal to know that things were getting out of hand and 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 kind of take himself away from that situation. So when he went to, um, you know, uh, Atlanta and decided to go with the faith and go with it, you know, test his faith and everything like that, it might have been beneficial for him and kept him out of trouble. Uh, but, you know, the fact that he came back um, just shows that maybe he had a love, a love for it. You know, the love for the music and everything like that. But when he came back, he came back in 97 uh, and he formed um, uh, All Out All Out Records, uh, which uh, was actually they were like a subsidiary of um, So So Death. So like he like he he kind of he kind of like, I guess, partnered with them and was still doing music with Bad Boy. But was able to do his label through social death, which tells you a lot because if, if you're, if, if, if you're already signed to a label and then you go outside of your label to start your label, hmm, it must, must mean you don't trust your label too much. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I'll go over here with Jermaine. I'll, you know, like, you know, I've had enough. Mm, common denominators, Diddy. Yeah, his practices. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in 99, he released a double up uh, bad boy um, album. And then he retired. Uh, and 2004, he returned to music uh, with the Welcome Back, uh, as we just alluded to. Um, and then in the mid-2000s, <laughs> he decided that he, it would be a good idea to join G-Unit. Because whenever you think of G-Unit, you think of Mace. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he did that little venture with G-Unit, uh, <laughs> which was a joke. Uh, it was it was yeah. definitely a joke, um, to say the least. Uh, and I don't even know that he even cre he even did an album. I don't think he did anything with G Unit other than show up with them a couple of times and make some like guest appearances. Um, but I, as far as music, I don't remember him making anything with them. Um, but he joined them. 
uh, and rock and rocked with him for a little bit. But then in 2009, uh, he appeared on a radio station at V103 uh, during a, a Puff Daddy and uh, Dirty Money inter- interview. We were we were talking we talked about them too. Um, and basically, he he stormed in he, not not necessarily stormed, but he came into the um, interview with paperwork saying that he had paperwork that could get him out of his contract. So on air, um, Puff signed the paperwork and basically said that, you know, Mace can go out there and work with whoever he wants to work with now. He's no longer a part of Bad Boy. But that wasn't mm. true. That wasn't actually true. Um, you know, so so he left that that left the station, um, you know, feeling like, um, you know, I'm no part, but that, you know, 2012. So we went from 2009 to 2012 is when he finally got out of his deal with Bad Boy. Uh, and that was not a like permanent get out of the deal. He, what happened was Puff gave him the option of signing a one year release. So basically what he could do is for one year, you go do whatever you want to do. And then after the year, you come back to Bad Boy, but you'll be under Interscope instead you know like bad boy but with you know working with interscope um so at that point i guess he decided you know what i don't want to have no parts of that after the year was up he never came back and he retired um and that was the end of mace now as far as i know like i I, the last time i heard mace was on clubhouse and he was talking about god so he's he's back um you know you know back on his faith he might not have ever ever left his faith for all i know but um, I right. just know that that is something that he is is uh, is is proud of and is push pushing. Um, and I haven't heard any music. I do know that he did something on some mixtapes. He did a diss, a Cameron diss, a while back, and that was like the last thing that I heard of from him was him doing something like that. So um, that would be the slowest, mumbliest verses ever. Oh my god! We would all just be taking naps. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it it it's it's really sad to see these these type of individuals who came out and meant so much to music during that that during that time um to 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 kind of just fall you know into into just you know nobody really like it, you know nobody no no relevance no you know like no you know mace was mace was a hot artist then and and for him to just disappear come back disappear come back and then you know nothing. You know that's. Yeah. I think that speaks a lot to the way that Puff does business and the way that he handles his relationships. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think uh, Puff is a, a shrewd businessman. Always has been, and he's somebody who like he he knows he seems to know like when people are about to blow, and just how much just how long he can he can ride that wave. And then he has no problem just being like, bye, and moving on to the next person. And I, I think that's what happened with all these people. And I think that, you know, uh, taking somebody up to the top and then just bouncing is like, that's got to have an effect on your psyche. You know what I mean? And, you you know, people have people will go to a lot of different lengths to try and keep that fame and try to keep that power and that money. But, yeah, that he was just like, nah, it's over for you. So I'm gonna go over here now. Like that kind of thing. That's that's how I see it anyway. That's that seems to be like the pattern. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, Raymond Raymond in the comments section. uh, Yeah, this is a good point. Um, Yeah, I agree, Raymond. 
Uh, the band was definitely never made to actually do anything. Um, it was strictly for the views, uh, strictly to put, you know, uh, Puff back into the limelight. Um, you <laughs> know, because it was a mess. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely. I mean, when you when you remember watching the band, the the, the most memorable part of of the band was Diddy's attitude towards everybody. It was just yeah. like, he was like a real live, just major asshole. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like for no reason. Like, you know what I'm saying? These yeah, like, he was like trying to be yeah. Chef Gordon Ramsay or something, but for hip hop. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. why are you doing this? Like, this isn't. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. It made yeah. Yeah, he's like he was he was trying to get them all ready for the streets or whatever. Is like, but no, it's it's not going to be like if if things get hard, it's not going to be somebody in a fur coat yelling at me. It's going to be like other shit that I got to deal with. Like this isn't preparing yeah. me for anything. Yeah, I mean, but they'd already gone through real life before they even <laughs> yeah. got to the show. So it's like, right. if anything, he should have been. I always just felt like if you like really practice like the principles, like my, I am my brother's keeper, and mm -hmm. like really guiding these young men. To be like, okay, you got like you've got them out of this situation. Help them be better. Help them how to be biz better businessmen and like really navigate not just maybe the music industry, but how to like grow their brand. It seems like Diddy does that, but he doesn't seem to really facilitate that too much for his other artists. Mm -hmm. Maybe except Biggie, but you know, it's like. Well, but after I think, that, yeah, and I think I think Biggie was going to be Biggie with or without Puff. Right. Like True. that's that's what I honestly believe. Um, I don't think we could say the same for any of these other artists. You know what I mean? I think he, you know, I, th I think he kind of, he understood the idea of how things trend and he, he saw the way music was, was evolving. And he was like, all right, here's how I can get in on this. You know what I mean? Um, but he just lucked out and he just happened to be friends with Biggie. <laughs> yeah. And it gave him, it gave him enough street cred to, to basically pave the way for all of these other artists who he eventually kicked off the path, but you know. Yeah. All these bands that Diddy starts. Oh Lord. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, because one one of, while I was doing the research, yeah, they like groups like the band and 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 Danity Kane and Day Twenty Five, all oh, Day Day Twenty Six. <laughs> what was their name again? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, not nah, like that. Yeah, that, and that that just goes to show how irrelevant they were. Like, you know, what I mean, like, you know, I didn't even know their name. They could be Day Day Eleven. It, it doesn't even matter. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, but he did, he did focus. It was everything that when it came to outside of big, what we, what we noticed was that Puff wanted to be the center of attention on everything that he did. Like you couldn't even do after big, you couldn't even be on bad boy without Puff being in your fucking video dancing. Yeah. Like, you didn't, like it didn't matter who you were. Pup was gonna find a way to jump in your video and dance. And if he couldn't dance, he was gonna try to find a way in your video to rap. And or he was. Or if rap. imagine, imagine if uh, if if any any time you were saying anything, I would make a point to be like, yeah, yeah. uh huh, yeah, take, take, take that, that. Yeah, take like that. that's that's what like, he take was. That. He was going to be there at some point. <laughs> hey man, so it's just it, it's like. You know, he, he has this this huge ego and, you know, him being a producer isn't enough. Him being the boss isn't enough. I have to have my hands in everything or I'm not feeling comfortable with the product. And that's kind of what we saw going forward after Big was Puff in everybody. He was in G-Dep's video and Black Rob's video. He was in his, like, everybody's video. He was in Loon's video. He was in, like, he's in everybody's video 
face video. Like you like, dude, you know, some videos you don't even got to be in, but you're in it. Yeah. Like, and he's like, probably like, like, let me, I got to get my appearance fee out of your pay real quick. Let me just take that real quick. Let me take that, take that, take that, and just put that in my pocket. Yeah. Very much. I mean, he was, remember when like Dave Chappelle like made fun of Diddy? Like that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. So, like, it, you know, it, it just, you know, puff, 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 puff. Like, we just, like, as much as we, we want to love you because you're a black man and, and we want to support our black, our, our, our black businesses and black ownership, bro, you just, like, uh, uh, man, the more and more, <laughs> just keep going. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on, man. Like, look, this guy, this guy, MGK, sign the bad boy. We have now left the 90s. We are now in the present. Um, the thing about uh, the present uh, version of Puff, as opposed to the older version of Puff, is this new version of Puff doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, I mean it. He doesn't do anything. He just sits back and collects checks. He doesn't, he doesn't produce your, your stuff. He doesn't, he's not in your videos. He doesn't market you. He doesn't do anything but collect money. This guy, MGK, came up on the mixtape circuit. Mm -hmm. He did all of his marketing himself. Social media, uh, you know, YouTube, all of those things drove MGK into a position where he could meet the higher ups. He winds, he went, he went, he wound up uh continuing to do mixtapes, dropping music, jumping on people's uh stuff until finally he got honored uh by MTV. MTV kind of um honored him and 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 you know I think he was like a uh like you know they they called him like a rookie rookie of the year or rookie something like rookie sensation or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But uh this you know, this marketing that he did for himself um, kind of got him in the position to meet Puff. Once Puff met him, Puff signed him. Uh, and by the way, MGK, MGK's real name is Colson Baker. Um, I'm going to be honest. Obviously. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, your street cred is done as soon as I find out your name is Colson. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna put that out. Unless there. you got an agent uh, and before, before agent that, Colson, yeah. Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, you know, it, you, I mean, because MGK, I've, I've listened to some of his stuff, and he spits hardcore. He spits some hardcore stuff, and I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, I you know, that's subject to, uh, you know, we are gonna have to check your credentials. You know, when, you? when your name's Colson, and um, <laughs> I just don't know how. How gangster you were in the streets, uh, Colson. Uh, but nonetheless, Puff, Puff signed him uh, in 2011. And since 2011, Colson has been still doing mixtapes and mixtapes and mixtapes. Now, I don't understand why you signed to a major label if you're going to do all of the work. Um, but that is where we're at now at, in the music industry. Um, in, the, in the 90s, in the, in the 80s, in the 90s, you needed a label in order to, you know, sell your music, in order to 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 be, you know, reputable and and, and everything. You had to have a label if you thought you were going to do something um, on a on a on a on a major level. Um, nowadays, you don't necessarily have to have a label 
since we have social media, you can s simply promote yourself and and build a following. And that's what we see a lot of these um, up and coming rappers do. Um, MGK is signed to Bad Boy and has been signed to Bad Boy since 2011. Yet he is still out here putting out mixtapes and marketing himself. Um, um, Tyrone, me and you were talking about this before the show that you don't even feel like he's really, you know, a music artist anymore. He's more of an actor uh, because he's he's embraced the yeah. acting side of it and, and we don't see as much music coming from it. Yeah, it seems like that's the direction he's going and that's, that's cool. Um, you know, it, um, it, it doesn't seem to be very... I've never been a disclaimer. I've never been an MGK fan. So, you know, I'm, I don't really have a lot of love for his music. So the, the, for me, the further away he is from music, the better. Uh, and so acting awesome, go for it. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, maybe even being a hater, uh, yeah. but, but yeah, <laughs> he's like, yep. No, well, no, I don't think you're being a hater. No, I think there's some issues. So he, a few, like it was, I saw a breakfast club interview that he did a few years ago. Basically him and Eminem had gotten to a battle. Mm -hmm. and they're label mates and if you push in and and i think it just from there after he just wasn't getting promoted so his album sales went that's when he really transitioned to doing a lot more of the movies yeah and so on the breakfast club he was explaining how for him it's just more like he makes so much money doing movies <laughs> that i think that's just the path he went after like him battling eminem and it just didn't have the best effect like people recognize his skills as a lyricist but then they just because of like promotion and backing from the label like, that caused issues. And then I think he switched to rock for a little bit too. Uh, no, not, not for a little bit. He's full on. He's full on uh, rock. I think he did a whole rock album as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. Rock now. Okay. Okay. And honestly, cool. honestly he's, his rock album. I mean, not, not the album. Cause I haven't heard the album, but I've heard a couple of tracks. And they're not bad. I like them. I mean, I like. I think this is more of his lane. You yeah, know? like he's that makes sense. You know, he's already tatted up. He's already in that. You know, he hangs out with Travis Barker. Like you, you know, what I mean, like you're already yeah. In, in yeah that, you know, so you know, I, I say tap into it, and I mean, he has been. I mean, it like one of the things that that I just like I said, I don't understand is why sign to a major label if you're going to do all the work. Well, um, nobody ever accused him of being smart. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah, <laughs> crack rock. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> shout out to my boy Vince. Uh, <laughs> but look, man, it, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on MGK because, again, you know, why sign to a major label if you're going to do most of the work? Um, it it just it just really makes little to no sense. But again. It speaks to Puff. It speaks to how you run your label, the relationships you have with your artists, and what your expectations are and what you're trying to put into it. So maybe all those years of him dancing, being in everybody's uh, video, doing all of that has caught up to Puff finally. Puff is now, you know, an older man. He's like, look, I don't have that energy, which I, I don't think Puff will ever lose that energy. I think he still has that energy. But no, he just uh, transferred it to hanging out with young young girls that are in their twenties. Okay, he's in, he's living his best life dating young <laughs> girls. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that is true. He is he is uh, dating uh, young girls, and sometimes uh, younger girl girls like in their thirties and twenties. Okay, so we're not yeah you know just clarify you know like <laughs> we're not talking but 
Yes. Pop you imagine the whack ass poems he's writing these girls like to get them like <laughs> how, and how many times he puts West Indies in them. I don't think you imagine that shit. I think I think, <laughs> Puff, I think Puff's game consists of uh, take that, take that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Pup's gang. We had we had some more, um, you know, a couple more things we could have talked about. But I, I think we'll I think we've we've, we've gone on long enough today <laughs> about this. But we will continue this conversation. This conversation is not over. So this is a part one for everybody out there in the audience. So we will continue to talk about bad boy um and also other uh labels as well um so if if you are in the comment section and there is a particular label uh that you would like us to talk about go ahead and uh you know comment in the comment section let us know and we will tackle it uh but uh as far as the day goes i i, I think we've we've uh pretty much summed up uh, for the most part, that Puff's just not a nice guy to work work for. Um, you know, he may uh, may be someone who can show you success, uh, but you just need to know that once he's shown it to you, you're probably going to have to take it upon yourself to continue whatever journey that is. Um, you know, with 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 your level of success. Uh, yeah, Vince. That versus though. Uh, yeah, we're hoping uh, that. Uh, you know, we had some news today. Um, so maybe that there will be a versus coming soon with um Bad Boy and another potential label. So we'll we'll have to wait and see uh, uh how that goes. But uh, if that does happen, you will definitely we'll definitely talk about it here uh and and uh and tap into it. Uh but like I said, I want to go ahead and uh wrap the show up and uh do what we normally do, Holly. I want to go yes. ahead and give you the opportunity. Uh, uh, Tyrone, don't look crazy. You know you're last. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're going to go ahead and give you the opportunity to take the floor and do what you do. All right, everyone. You can find me on So Please Understand on my YouTube channel. And again, don't forget to subscribe to The Multiverse on YouTube and go like our Facebook page and Instagram account. So, yeah, you'll see those flyers now moving around. So like and share, please. You know what? I was gonna I was gonna let you go last, uh, Tyrone. But you know what? I'm gonna go last. I'm gonna just just don't make me look too bad. All right, just don't make me look too bad. All right, all right, Tyrone, go ahead. Hi, my name is Tyrone. I think that no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, follow, uh, share, like, multiverse uh, catches Wednesdays at six thirty every week. Uh, you can catch uh, Tyleem and myself on the New Bird Order every Saturday at nine a.m. Check us out there. Uh, we have a good time on that show. Talk about all the nerd stuff. You can follow me at Tyrone Thornhill on all show, all social media, and look forward to seeing you next time. That wasn't so bad, man. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. Put it down. See, I can follow that. <laughs> That's not so bad. Look, I want to. I want to just thank everybody in the comment section for um, you know really killing it today and and you know uh, making us think and and giving us those those good questions. Um, I also want to. I also want to just um, thank everybody who supports the show, um, comes in every week, uh, likes, comments, shares, um, and just and just does you know the most. Um, Lisa, uh, glad to see Raymond uh, today. Vince, always good to see you here, bro. Uh, can't wait till Saturday. 
Um, but yeah, like uh, Tyrone said, um, like, comment, share, uh, multiverse, follow us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. A lot of you have not subscribed to our YouTube page. You know who you are. Go over there and subscribe to our YouTube page. Um, we are definitely going to be having a lot of stuff coming up uh, very soon. We're going to be putting out a lot of good content. Um, again, if there is anything um, that you would like to hear us talk about, please feel free to get in the comment section, jump on YouTube, jump right here on Facebook, DM us, whatever the case may be. Um, but let us know exactly the powers that be fired him quietly. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, make sure you, you, you follow, like, comment, and share. That is very, very important for the growth of this channel. Um, I appreciate everyone coming through. Um, it is so fun to do this with uh, my two favorite people, um, Holly Noon and Tyrone Thornhill. And we cannot wait to do this again. So if you want to make sure that you catch us and catch all the good content that we are dropping, make sure you're here every Wednesday, 6.30, without, without fail. We will be here. Um, but that's it for me today. I like to let Bernie do what Bernie do. Talk to y'all, and then we'll go ahead and get out of here. But listen, be good to each other. Be good to everybody. We out. Boy, just be yourself. If people don't like you, if you're being yourself, fuck them. Let me tell you something. I should go with a girl, man, about your age. I try to please her peppy all the time. Went out my way to please her peppy. I come in one day, I said, nice weather we have. I said, you can't say that. You can't say that, it might rain. I said, nice tie you got on. So you can't say that. My wife tried to choke me with it. Point I'm trying to tell you, son, is be yourself. People don't like how you be yourself. Fuck them. Fuck them up against the wall. Where handcuffs on and crazy through only lips. That's all you do. Mm. Words to live by. Live by them, son. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go to the club now, uh, Uncle Vester, and just go. You, 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 you go on and enjoy yourself, boy. We miss you, Bernie. We love you. We out.